Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yaqwah. Live, radio, top part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast, top part of the Sabbath day. All right, this is top part of the seventh day. This is the day that the Almighty have made. We got the memo in, all the camps is ready to go. The seven-day feast is uh, just about officially over. So we're still in the bottom part, the last minute of unleavened bread. It's the last few minutes when the sun sets. That's the end of unleavened bread. So but right now we... We're at the verge of the end, so we're just going to um, remember all locations open, and we got to touch on a lot of things that uh, we need to check on, and from Duff says, Yahweh, so we're just going to see who will be in Camp 1 to help assist on the nice broadcast, and I see one of the young lions, Brother Titus, ready to go, so we'll say with a loud voice that Brother Titus. Yaqwa bless you there, Israel, of the royal. Hallelujah, Yaqwa. there, young man. Well, young man, this, this is the um, top part of, this is the end of unleavened bread and just about the top part of a regular Sabbath day. But the only thing we can talk about going back over after we take a look at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Take a look at that verse, and we'll let you know, let the world know exactly what you got in front of you according to Scripture. Everything we do is based upon the Scripture, so we'll see exactly after we put on some Luke 12, 12, 
What is going from there? What is there in Luke 12, 12? The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit to teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right. The righteous spirit do the teaching. The righteous spirit do the teaching, and that's the whole thing. You got to understand the righteous teaching. Uh, but one thing that we we kind of have a problem with, but the Bible in Ezekiel chapter 20 tells us something in 4 and 5. What it tells us in the 20th chapter, verse 4 and verse 5. What it say there, Brother Titus? What do Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5 say? The book of Ezekiel, it's here, chapter 20, verse 4 and verse 5. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 reads, Would you judge them, son of man? Would you judge them, cause them to know the abomination of their fathers? So now he's saying... Would you judge them, son of man? So that's what he's telling them to be the judge. He said, hey, now if the angel is talking to him and saying, would you judge them, son of man? Judge who? Who who, who do you suppose to judge that we can read in verse 5? Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 5 reads, And said to them, Thus said Yahweh, in the day when I chose Israel, chose. when I chose Israel, and lifted up my hand unto the seed of the family of Israel, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt, when I lifted up my hand unto them, saying, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. So the Son of Man job, according to verse 4, can you help me out there, young man? Read verse 4 again and expound on verse 4 according to the scripture. Let's see what, read that again, verse 4. What is that again? Ezekiel, it's here, chapter 20, verse 4. Would you judge them, son of man, would you judge them, cause them to know the abomination of their fathers? Huh. So, Yahweh put that power in Wuhan to do what, according to verse 4? He put that power on the Son of Man. He put that power in the Son of Man, and in that case, Ezekiel is the seer. So the seer's yeah, well. responsibility is to look out among the children of Israel, all 12 tribes, and make a biblical statement pertaining to what they own. That is the job of a seer. So the definition of what a seer is supposed to do, he's supposed to look at the congregation. And he's supposed to make a calling, but a Bible calling after the mental spirit tell you exactly what to be judged. So he's supposed to do the judging. You know, you read later on and say, well, but we read now, now precept at the 218, the book of Judges. Then what happened next? See, the Always the righteous spirit would dictate your lessons. So that what happened next? We're going to the book of Judges 2.18. All right, we're going to the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 18, read. And when Yahweh raised them up, Judges, when Yahweh 
was with the judge and delivered them out of the land of their enemies all the day of the judge. For it repented Yahweh because of their groaning by reason of death that oppressed them and vexed them. So Yahweh raised up judges. So Yahweh raised up judges to judge his people of Israel. So that's something he, he done. And I go to the 19th chapter, 2nd Chronicles, and look at verse 5 and 6. 5, 6, and verse number 9. We're going to 2nd Chronicles 19, 5, 6, and 9. And we, we don't know which way is left and going, but once you drop Luke 12, 12, he'll tell you what he wants you to be about. Let's see what we got written in 2nd Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5, 6, and verse 9. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5, 6, and verse 9. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 5 reads, And he set judges in the land throughout all the fair cities of Judah, city by city. Verse 6, And said to the judges, Take heed what you do, for you judge not for man, but for Yahweh, who is with you in the judgment. Mm-hmm. Verse nine, Go ahead. verse 9 reads, And he charged him, saying, Thus shall you do in the fear of Yahweh, faithfully, and with a perfect mind. Mm-hmm. Good. Now let's find out what he says in the 34th chapter of Ezekiel, verse 30 and 31. See, once we understand it's all about Yahweh's business, if you want Yahweh to intervene, to make sure his spirit be on the ministry, you have to play it according to the writing in this Bible. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 30 and 31 says what? We're going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, verse 30 and 31. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 30 reads, Thus shall you know that I am Yahweh, their Yahweh, and with them at that day, even the family of Israel are my people, said Yahweh. Uh-huh. Verse 31. And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture are men. Amen. Are men. Are men. And I am your Yahweh, said Yahweh. So, so the Almighty, the one that stands before you, is supposed to be 100% men. If a woman stands before you, that is not the order of Yahweh. According to a woman, do not supposed to stand before you. Mm-hmm. Not when men is present. So now read that again to make sure we got that. Because we'll be going in the lesson, we'll know shortly. But in the 34th chapter, verse 31, take your time and let's see what this is what Yahweh said. He said what in verse 34? 31. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 31, reads, And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, men. And I am your Yahweh, said Yahweh. Right. So we got to be clear that we must understand that. I don't care how good it looks. If you're going to do the will of Yahweh, you got to look at this Bible and see that a woman do not supposed to stand in the presence of men 
teaching the Bible. That's not their responsibility according to Yahweh. Once we understand, we can read this first before you comment on it. And uh, that's just the way it is. So once we understand these things, then we'll be able to have Yahweh to intervene because Yahweh is not going to intervene. What does Becca 1.13 say? Becca chapter 1, verse 13. That's how the Spirit leads you in a lesson. You don't know what you're going, but once you put on Luke 12, 12, understand something. It's an order about things. If you want Yahweh to intervene, you got to get in order for Yahweh to intervene. If you're not in order, Yahweh is not going to intervene. He's going to sit there and watch you and say that everything you're doing is a strange to him. Now, where we're going, we'll know in a minute. Let's see what you're reading now. Come on. Go on to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, verse 13 reads, You are of pure eyes, yes. there to behold evil, uh-huh. and can not look on iniquity. Wherefore, look on you upon them that deal treacherously, and hold your tongue when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he. Yahweh of spirits 
of all flesh set a man over the congregation. Uh-huh. Verse 17, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of Yahweh be not as sheep which have no shepherd. Now, a Christian can have all the women pastors they want because you find out when you do the research, the hardcore research, Yahweh only deal with one people in the Bible called the children of Israel. And if the world going to latch on to it, you got to latch on to the children of Israel. You got it? Good. All right, let's see. We find, I see Muslim came to, to the stage, so I think Muslim said, they said, let me get a little shot of this top part of the Sabbath day. But it was all about. We, matter of fact, the song just went down, so now that is, this is the end of Unleavened Bread. We have completed Unleavened Bread the whole seven days. We have completed it. Now we're on what you call a regular Sabbath day. This is a regular Sabbath day. So now, Mother Eve, on the regular Sabbath day, tribe of Yahweh, Judah, one of the most out of care one, we have completed the unleavened bread, seven day feast is over with. Yahweh bless Israel. Yahweh bless Israel. Oh, see, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Mother Z at the head of death saying, see, put them on the table, then I will respond. So, 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 Mother, just be clear that the unleavened bread is over with. Now, what is left? Because we know right now the next feast is, is 50 days from now. It's called the Feast of Weeks. We're clear about that. So, what do we do according to Scripture if we did not get it right? You got one verse, Mother, in the ninth chapter of Numbers. Let's see, the only, the only, what you do if you miss the feast days and we find out the seer, the seer responsibility is to show, is to judge and show exactly where you're at. And we're going to do that to the best of our ability. So now in the ninth chapter, Mother, can you look at verse 9 just to get, just get warmed up in verse 9 there, Mother? Let's see what it says in verse number 9. 9 verse 9 of the book of Numbers. Mother E, 9 verse 9 says what? The book of Numbers, chapter 9 verse 9. And the Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, And so, Mother, who's doing the talking? Yahweh. Okay, if he's doing the talking, then what he saying in verse number 11? Um, Numbers chapter 9, Before TJ, uh, what do we say in verse 11? Numbers chapter 9. Numbers chapter 9. Verse 11. Before TJ day of the second month, they shall keep it and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Okay, so on the 14th day of the second month at evening, they shall eat unleavened bread 
with bitter herbs. So that's the only thing you got left on the table. Next month, on the 14th day, then you have to 14 wow. days of the second month of the evening, they should and keep it yeah. and eat unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Okay, that's 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 all the wicked thing you got. So if you miss the Passover unleavened bread, you got one shot next month. Numbers chapter nine verse eleven. It says on the fourteenth day of the second mm-hmm. month at evening they should they should keep it and eat it with unleavened bread. So I guess you can do the Passover and little unleavened bread. And then just pray to Yahweh that he forgive, forgive you. That's all I can tell you. If you didn't get it in, that's all I can tell you. That's the only thing I see there is to tell you what he said right there. I can't tell you no more than that. So that's all I can tell you. If you missed it. So if you missed the 11 bread, the seven days, you paid it no never mind. So Yahweh got one wiggle room. He got... Numbers 11, 9, verse 11. That's the only wiggle room he got if you miss the feast day. That's it. That's all, that's all I can find right now. That's all he gave me to find right now. But I have to get on some things that, uh, you know, we've left some things out of uh, some prophecies, and we want to, Take a look at a, a few things. Because in Solomon is one of the wisest minds that Yahweh ever made. And Solomon says something in the wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6. Um, Brother Titus? Yes, sir. He says something in verse 6 and chapter 6. Verse 18 and 25. He says something. And what did he say? So now we clear. If you didn't, if you didn't keep the feast day, you got to bundle it all up next month. On the second month at evening, you put it all together, and then beg Yahweh for forgiveness. That's all I can tell you. If you didn't keep it. All right. Good. Now. We're going to Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6, 18 and 25 is the top part of the Sabbath day. We've got a lot of memos on the table, and we're going to try to cover some of them in the top part of the Sabbath day. A lot of questions on the table. But let's see what Wisdom of Solomon says in the 6th chapter, verse 18 and 25. What does that say? The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 18 and verse 25. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 18, reads, And love is keeping of our laws, and giving heed unto our law is the assurance of incorruption. You see, see, love, well, you know, i got great love for you. But Yahweh tell you plainly, love is keeping the law. So now, if you want a relationship with Yahweh, the four-letter man, Love is keeping the law. That's love, keeping the law. Verse 25. 
Verse 25 reads, Receive therefore instruction through my words, and it should do you good. So keeping the law is keeping instruction through his word. So all that ties together, love is keeping instruction through his law. Then we get a precept in Micah chapter 2, verse 7. What do Micah chapter 2, verse 7 say? All right, we're going to the book of Micah. Going to the book of Micah, chapter 2. The book of Micah, chapter 2, verse 7. All right, the book of Micah. The book of Micah, chapter 2, verse 7. And it reads, And you that are named the family of Israel, is the spirit of Yahweh straightening. Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to them that walk it uprightly. So, he says words to do good for you. He said, now, understand one thing. Good is keeping Yahweh's law, keeping his word. And, and, and it'll, it'll go well with you. It'll go well with you. He said, my words, my law, it'll do good if you do it. That is right there. Y'all, you told Michael to see it to put down. Read that again. That sounds pretty good. Read that again. Michael chapter 2, verse 7. Go on to the book of Michael chapter 2, verse 7. And you are named, the family of Israel is the spirit of Yahweh straightened. Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly. That's big talk. He said, you are named. What again? What he said, you are named? The family of Israel. He said, you are named the family of Israel. So that's big talk with you. So now, when did you, when did you get that name? When did you get a, a, a mother Eve? When did we get that name? You are named the family of Israel. We got to read that, mother. Let's go to Numbers chapter 6. When did we get that name? He said, you are named the family of Israel. So now, now if you don't learn nothing else after this lesson, I hope you learn plenty more. You got to identify yourself with a name. Now, he just told you, you are named the children of Israel. That is your name. Now, you got to depict through proper guidance on what tribe you are from. But that is no problem. But the point, you got to be clear that Yahweh gave you a name. Read that one more time in 2 verse 7. Okay. Now, now this seer has to pick this up from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he's telling you, you are named the children of Israel. So you you got to make sure you understand that. You All the other names they've given you, you're not named that. You are named the children of Israel. Read that Micah 2, verse 7 again. The book of Micah, the seer, chapter 2, verse 7 reads, And you are named the family of Israel, in the spirit of Yahweh straight. Our deeds is doing. Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly. See, his words will do good to you. But you don't understand, because we taught on a little bit, showing you that if somebody asks you today, where is your motherland at? We can get, you put 10 people together, 
And nine and a half, I'm going to say, my motherland is Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, he just told you, the angel just told Michael to tell you that you are the children of Israel. So you're supposed to say that every time, no, I'm the children, I am a I am the children of Israel. Then he said, well, what that supposed to mean? Then you stop what you're doing and precept your Bible to Numbers chapter 6, 22, down to 27. What does that mean? What does that mean? Numbers chapter 22, chapter, what I said, chapter 6. Yes, yes, ma'am. That's what I said. All right, come on, deliver that, mother. 622 down to verse 27. So now, where did Michael got from the from the angel, but evidently it has been said once about a time ago. Now we're going to get the foundation of when was you called this name Israel. We're going to get the foundation of it right now. Listen good. Break it out, Mother. 622 down to verse 27. The book of Numbers. Chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. Verse 22 reads, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 23, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. Verse 24, The Yahweh bless thee, and keep thee. 25. The Yahweh maketh his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Verse 26. The Yahweh lifted up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Verse 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if um, the WCC jiggling the wires a little bit, but you've got to break it up a little bit, Mother. I don't know. Tell me one thing. Uh, is those seals breaking up a little bit, too? I don't know. It's kind of breaking up just a yes. little bit, but it came yes, out it plainly. It's breaking up, Mother? A little. A little bit? Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. It is. Blessed. It is. See, when, when you own something, Mother, you're always going to run into these things because the six anointed counts is on something trying to get this message. And any time anyone can interfere with this message, we have to see through it. But this message will be told. But we have to get some things right. And for Yahweh to intervene, he's not going to intervene until we got his story right. Understand that if you if you clear you are a member of the children of Israel. Understand in First Chronicles from Titus nine verse one, these some rules that we must know. Rules we must know. Cause then once we know these rules, then we can just about tell what anybody else at through the rules. Once we know the rules, like the driving Rules. They got rules to drive. Yahweh got rules too. Once we understand 
and we start applying these rules, we're going to see a better day in Yahweh. But we got to apply the rules. What did he say we can read in Chronicles 9, verse 1 there, young lion? We got the book of First Chronicles, chapter 9, verse 1. Verse 1 reads, So all Israel were reckoned by genealogy. And behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He said, all Israel is reckoned through genealogy. So, all Israel, that means all Israel means, a, what, what do all Israel mean in 49.28? 49.28 of Genesis, what do all Israel mean? What do all Israel mean? We need to find out what do the word all Israel mean. What do it mean? Uh, the book of Genesis chapter 49. Verse 28, Genesis chapter 49, verse 28 reads, All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it that their fathers spake unto them, and blessed them, every one according to his blessing. He blessed them. So, these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and you got to understand something. You will find a blessing if you know how to apply the Bible according to what he's saying. When you when you call out an Israelite, the only Yahweh only gonna recognize you through genealogy, not religion. Genealogy. You have to know what tribe you from, and that was set up, young lion. That was set up in Numbers chapter one, verse sixteen through nineteen. See, everything will have been set up. And once we get this in order, then Yahweh will start showing you signs of the school banquet hall. Right now we put the school banquet hall, radio station, garden. We will not have a proper nine to attend it to help the people. So the first thing Yahweh wants to do is get our mind right. You got to get your mind right to understand that when you called a member of the children of Israel, he's only reckoned through genealogy. That means bloodline. And this right here was pulled in the book of Numbers, chapter 1, 16 through 19. Listen good what was pulled that we can read. I read the book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse 16 to 19. Numbers, chapter 1, verse 16, read. These were the reons. Renowned. These were the renowned of the congregation. These are the renowned of the congregation. Now, that's a big word, because we're going to take a whole lot of business in the top part of the seven day. That's a big word. These are the renowned. These are the ones called the famous ones. The famous ones over at the head of the congregation. What about them? Yes. Princes of the tribe of their fathers. And, and, they, and they called princes of the tribe of their fathers. They're called princes. Yes. Go ahead. Heads of thousands in Israel. And they heads of thousands in Israel. So princes, heads of thousands in Israel. Go ahead. Verse 17. And Moses and Aaron took these men, which, were, which, which are expressed by their names. Uh-huh. Verse 18. And they assembled all the congregation together. On the first day of the second month. Uh-huh. 
and they declare their pedigree after their family by the nation of their fathers, according to the number of the names were 20 years old and upward by their old. Uh-huh. So, they declared their pedigree. They declared their bloodline. So you have to always declare your bloodline according to the rules of Yahweh. You must declare your bloodline. So, but whose responsibility is to do that? Now, let's go back. We're going to read again real slow again. But whose responsibility is to direct you to understand when you're doing Yahweh's business, you must declare your pedigree. You must declare your bloodline. Now, where that order come from, we're going back and read again in the first chapter, verse 16. Listen at the order of things first. Come on. Uh, Numbers chapter 1, verse 16. Yep. The book of Numbers chapter 1, verse 16. These were the renowned of the congregation, princes of the tribe of their fathers, heads of thousands of Israel. Verse 17. These were the renowned. These were the princes and the heads of the tribes of Israel. So the princes and the heads of the tribe of Israel, that is their responsibility. The princes, the heads, your job, if you know you're an Israelite, you have to go and declare your pedigree. Pedigree is called your bloodline. You have to take a bet on you by being the head of your family. You have to declare your bloodline. That is your duty according to Yahweh. Go ahead and read some more. Watch this now. Verse 17. And Moses and Aaron took these men. And, and, and Moses and Aaron got the men together. He got all the men together. So now who is Moses and Aaron to be doing that anyway? Let's see if we can go back to the, to the state and see if we can find Mother, Mother East. Mother D of Israel said, listen, see, I, yeah, I, like, I like to holler in that microphone a little bit, top part of the Sabbath day. I'm going to do all I can to, to make sure I'm in that number two. Hey, Mother D of Israel, travel Yagdah, Judah. Yahweh be with you on the top part of the Sabbath day. Come out. Yahweh bless you, sir, Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, Mother Mother D of Israel, well, we well, we have completed the seven-day feast that's out the way. We've done our part in it, so we we left a message to those that miss it. According to the Bible, in Numbers 9, verse 11, they got they got to burn it all up again on the second month and do all they can and hope Yahweh forgive them. So that's the verse we gave them, that, was, that that's our responsibility. But we... We're going to make sure we do our part in thus says Yahweh. But I'd I like to know from you, Mother, what is Moses and Aaron's position and that we can read in the 7th chapter, verse 1. In the 7th chapter, verse 1, can you have to say out in the extra 7, verse 1, that Mother, we, we find out that Moses and Aaron in Numbers chapter 1, verse 16, they was getting the charge to go get the men 
of the presence and the priests and the elders and tell them when you go back to your congregation, you declare your bloodline. That was pretty pedigree me. I need to find out more about who is this Moses and who is this Aaron that do all this tall talking. Let's see what's going on in Exodus chapter 7, verse 1, Mother. D of Israel, come on. You said Ezra or Esther. Well, make it, um, make it, uh, Exodus. Make, make it, I think, I think the WCC got, got us breaking up a little bit because we've done, done all we can to make sure the, that we can get this message out the way Yahweh want it. So you want to bear with it until they take out all of Jigging the wires away. So Exodus 7 verse 1 says what? Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 reads, And Yahweh said unto Moses, See, I have made you a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your seer. Okay, all right. So now we clear that Yahweh's hand and Yahweh made Moses. What did what did Yahweh make Moses according to seven verse one, mother? Yahweh. And what did he make Aaron? And what did he make Aaron? He made Aaron a seer. Oh, okay. So they go to order everything. So now we got the order things. And what did he say when he give you responsibility? Back up a little bit, mother, because before he made them, it wasn't that they were just ready to jump at this thing. So Moses and Exodus 4, Verse number 10. Let's see what we can read, Mother, in Exodus 4, verse 10. Let's read a little bit. Let's see when Moses put the position, when Yahweh put the positions on Moses, did they just agree with it right away? Let's see what Moses said in 4, verse 10, down to verse 16. Exodus chapter 4. Verse 10 to 16. What does it say, Mother? Exodus 4, verse 10 to 16. Yep. All right. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. And Moses said unto Yahweh, O my Yahweh, I am not eloquent, neither thereto for nor since thou hast spoken unto your servant. But I am slow to speech and of a slow tongue. Verse 11. And Yahweh said unto him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the sin? Or the blind, have not I, Yahweh? 
verse 12. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you should say. Verse 13. And he said, O my Yahweh, sin I pray you by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. Verse 14. And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he comes forth to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his mind. Verse 15. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. Verse 16. And he shall be your spokesman unto the people. And he shall be even he shall be to you instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of Yahweh. Uh, so now, so mother, if what's another word in this case, and will be your spokesman according to seven one. Aaron will be your spokesman according to verse seven one. What do that spokesman mean according to seven one? According to seven one, when you read seven verse one. Yeah. So since Aaron gonna be the spokesman, what is another word in this case what Aaron gonna be? What another word for spokesman and you read it in seven verse one? And will be the seer. So, so the seer's job is to be the spokesman. Yeah. See, the seer's job is to be the spokesman. So there's right there. So who you're supposed to hear from is the seer, because the yeah. word for seer is what? What is mother? Spokesman. What's another word for? Say it again, mother. Spokesman. Say it again, mother. You can't hear me. To... Yeah, we hear you real good. But what is another word for seer? We just got through reading in verse 16, 416. What's another word for seer? Oh, you, just got reading. you just got through reading in 416. What's another word for seer? Okay, 416. Exodus 416. And he and he shall be your spokesman unto the people. Excellent. Right there. That's it. So another word for seer is what, mother? Spokesman. The what? The spokesman. You see that? See how we we we, we learn something on the way of learning something. So when you are seer, you're supposed to be the spokesman. 
you're supposed to have a word to tell the congregation of the children of Israel. So when right. Yahweh told Moses in that Numbers chapter 1, uh, Titus, now we clearly told Moses is the seer. I mean, Moses is the Yahweh of, of the day, of that time. Aaron is the seer, and the seer's job is to be the spokesman to the children of Israel. Is that what we're reading? That's what we're reading. Hey, Mother, is that what we're reading? That's what we're reading. So the seer's job is supposed to say something. A seer mm. is the spokesman. That's another word for the seer, and we just find that out by by, just, by writing it down in Exodus chapter 4, verse 16. Then we read in Numbers chapter 1, verse 16. So now we clear that a seer coming out of Exodus 7, verse 1, job is to say something. He is the spokesman to the children of Israel. That's who we're supposed to make sure the children of Israel is informed. And we have laid out some pretty good formats. The children of Israel is informed. Now we're going to Numbers now. Now we're going to Numbers chapter 1 with that understanding, young lion. We're going to take our time and tie this in because we're going somewhere. Because anytime you need a word, you got to find the spokesman to get the word. And it's all about everything if you want Yahweh to everything. Numbers chapter 1, 16 through 18 again. Brother Titus, come on. Look at Numbers chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. Numbers chapter 1, verse 16. Ye for the renown of the congregation, princes of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Verse 17, and Moses the seer, and Moses, Yahweh, and Aaron the seer, took these men, which are expressed by their name. Verse 18, and they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigree after their families by the nation of their fathers, according to the number of the names, were 20 years old and upward by their foes. Right. So now... We're saying what the responsibility of a seer is to find the princes, the priests, and the elders and instruct them to go to the children of Israel and, and declare their pedigree to them, their bloodline. See, once you know your bloodline, then the overseer's job is to tell you your bloodline then what comes with that is a great responsibility. So now, we clear, but now we own something. So now, we see it's an order about things, and once we find out it's an order about things, when you declare your pedigree, that means it's some things that you know. You know your pedigree. Now, the CFO will tell you that. Now, what did the seer say in Second Ezra? Now, he said to the children of Israel. Is that what we read? Yes, sir. Okay, good. So now, when we go a little further in this book, 
Look what in chapter 10, 7, he says. So we know whatever word there is supposed to be pronounced, but explain what that word means after you pronounce it. Uh, See, the word is there is for one thing, but now another leadership has to break down what that word means after it's read, what that word really means. Okay, for example, Exodus, second book of Ezra, young line, 10 verse 7. Let's see how you handle this verse right here. Then turn right around and peek back and give the breakdown of the word after the word is read, according to Second Ezra 10, verse 7. Second Ezra the Seer, chapter 10, verse 7. How that Zion, little word for Judah. No, no, no. It's read, the, read it like it is. Okay. Read it like it is. I, I, I laid the foundation out just right for you. Okay. And you and you blow the mission. Just read it the way you see it, then come back with it and tell us what word is wrong and what do that word properly mean. After you read the whole verse out. Go ahead. Second answer, chapter ten, verse seven. How that Zion, our mother, is full of all heaviness, and much humble, mourning, very sore. Okay. Verse eight. No, no. Well, you, now you got you got to do verse seven. Okay, verse seven. Okay. All right. Zion. Okay. Seven at the Zion. No, you you you, you break, go and get the breakdown. Hey, check that verse, mother. Hey, mother, mother E. I mean, mother B up Israel. Read that verse, mother. All right. Second Ezra chapter ten verse seven. Now that Zion, our mother, is full of all heaviness and much humble mourning, very sore. Okay. Now re-read it and put it in and break it down. No. Huh? Just, just, just give me one word. I'll tell you what. Watch those seer read this one verse. Watch the seer read the one verse. Let me turn and read the one verse myself. I'm gonna read this one verse, and then and listen, cause we found out the order thing that the seer's job is to make sure he get to the leadership and show them exactly how properly is to do it. Now, once it's shown, we both rehearse the right to that. Now, I'm gonna read ten, verse seven. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna look. Okay, where I'm at. Second Ezra. 10, verse 7. It says, How did Zion, our mother, is full of heaviness and much humbleness, humble, mourning, very sore. Zion, the children of Israel. Zion is Judah. The key word in there is Zion. Zion is pointing, have to point back to a people. This word Zion was S or Z. It must point back to a people. What people? They talk about the southern kingdom, Judah, the children of Israel. So how that Zion, our mother, is full of all heaviness and much humble, mourning, 
very sore, Zion, a load upon the children of Israel, the children of Judah. So on, the key word is that one word in there, Zion. Zion. Because we know Zion does not have a bloodline. Zion do not have a bloodline. So that's the key right there. Zion do not have a bloodline. Now, how we know that? What is the rules and regulation? Hey, Mother E, what is the rules and regulation according to 49, verse 11 of Psalms? What is the rules and regulation? See, once okay. we're clear about the rules and regulation, when we do get on the right side of the book, we're going to be, we'll, we'll be clear how to help ourselves to help others. We read in First Chronicles 9-1, all Israel is reckoned through genealogy. So that's how you reckon Israel is through genealogy. But if you reckon Israel through Zion, Zion with the S or Z, that's not genealogy. Mm-hmm. But we laid the foundation in 9-1 of Chronicles. All Israel reckoned through genealogy. That's how you recognize Israel. So when you hear mm-hmm. other names on Israel, you say, oh, it's, not, no, it's no genealogy about that word. Yeah, well. For example, when we run later on, we run to a word called Hebrew, Jew, Jewish, black. Uh, it's no genealogy to that word. Yeah. If you know all Israel is reckoned through genealogy, that means whatever there is telling, that's telling Israel, our mother. That word will be Israel there. That's our mother. Our mother is Israel. We from the southern kingdom. How our, that, how that Zion, we could just put it, just kind of Zion. Okay, Zion. We know Zion is, does not have a bloodline. But we know Judah got a bloodline, and we know Israel got a bloodline. See, so now we now we now we doing something because when we get to Psalms 137, David gonna be talking about some things that was laid out, but now he don't got away from us, and now we totally put in that position what we're gonna read in Psalm 137 a little bit later. But you read the word as you see it. Then you go back and look at what word don't belong there. After you read that whole verse out, and that's Zion. Because Zion do not have 49 verse 11. Hey, Mother E, let's look at that 49 verse 11. What is that? Book of Psalms. Book of Psalms, chapter 49, verse 11. That endless thought is that their standing shall continue forever. And that, and that dwelling place to all generations. They call their land after their own name. You see that? They call a land after their own land. So you land. call whatever there. So now Zion is not the mother of us all. So Zion don't belong there. See, Zion... It don't belong there because Zion, you call your land after thy own name. Now, now, mother, 
what name that we can read. Now, let's precept that and find out what name. But when we do get to Psalm 137, we should be ready to really do some damage on this first day of top part of Saturday. So now in the book of Samuel, Mother, what name are you supposed to have on your land according to the Bible? What name should be there according to the Bible? We're going to the book of Samuel, Mother. I mean judges, I mean. Thank you, judges. We're going to judges and find out what name. What name supposed to be there? We're going to Judges chapter 18, verse 29. And we're going to find out what name supposed to be there. Judges chapter 28. No, I say 18, 29. Yeah, 18, 29. This is good, mother. Let's see what name will be, because see right now, it's time for some serious teaching, because everybody don't got in front of us, and then when we get to David doing some prophecy, we better see, oh, okay, we know exactly what happened. Now, what can we read, Mother, in 18, verse number 29? What name is supposed to be in, in whatever land you're in, according to Judges 18, 29? Okay, Judges 18, the book of Judges, chapter 18, verse 29, reads, And they called the name of the city Dan, after the name of Dan, their father, who was born Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. That's all I need. That's all I need. So when you migrate to the land, Whatever land you migrate to, you will call the land after your who? Your father. After your father. There's it there. So when we see names that we get ready to read, you got to find out that name has taken the place of a father's name. So because it told us plainly, mother. In Numbers 15, 15, and 16, what did it say? And verse 29. Numbers 15, 15, 16, and 29. What is told that we need to know? Numbers chapter 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. What's told, Mother, that we, we need to know? Okay. Numbers chapter 15. Verse 16, verse 15, 16, and 29. Numbers chapter 15. Make it there. Okay. Numbers chapter 15, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, One order shall be both for you of the congregation, and also for the strangers that go join with you, and order forever in your generation, as you are, so shall the strangers be before the Yahweh. Verse 16, one law, one manner, 
shall be for you and for the stranger that so journey with you. Verse 29. Verse 29. You shall have one law for him that sinned through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that so journey among them. Okay, good. Now, who want to break that down? A mother, mother, mother of Israel, who wants to break down that rules and regulations according to what was told to mothers, was told to the children of Israel, the rules and the regulations that they must have the standard to always apply. According to Numbers 15, 15, 16, and 29, what is the rules and regulations? Well, if you are a social stranger, Yaqua. 
So if you find the children of Israel in a position where they're following the other nations, then you know one thing. It might look good temporarily, but it's going to come to nothing because that's not the order which Yahweh has set down. So in First Chronicles 15, Brother Titus, Yes, sir. It said it makes a profound statement pertaining to them in thirteen. This is what he says in fifteen thirteen. Go on to the book of First Chronicles, chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. First Chronicles chapter fifteen, verse thirteen read, For because you did it not at the first, Yahweh Yahweh made a breach upon us, for that we thought you not after the due war. Mm-hmm. You hear that? Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. You hear that, Mother, Mother D.F. Israel, Mother E? We must mm-hmm. keep them. What kind of way? <clears throat> what kind of way? Mm-hmm. Due order. Due order. If you want Yaqua to intervene, if you want Yaqua to show you the next move, you first got to get in due order. But you got you to gotta know what to look for and then you'll be able to help those that come in before you. First thing you have to do is set things and do order. He said, well, whatever your plans is, that sounds good. But you have to get it in due order. It's not in due order. So our job from the seer down to the princess, down to the priest, the elders, is to make sure whatever environment we're in is due order from Yahweh. That's when you can tell the success story going to come out of it because he got it written plainly. Um, a, a, mother, a mother, he got it written plainly in Surah 2, verse 10. What can we read, mother, in Surah 2, verse 10? So remember, we got one month before the next speech day. So now we got to lay some, some good foundation down to be prepared to teach for the next 50 days on the order of Yahweh, but we can be clear about it. If you want Yahweh to intervene, you have to be in order. He made a breach on us because we weren't doing the due order. And that's why we're in condition we're in right now, because we didn't do the due order. Whenever you migrate to the land, or whatever land you be on, you put your father's name on that land that you're on. Now I got to get a precept out of that. Uh, what you getting ready to read, Mother? Meet me in 36 chapter. Of, you said. 36 chapter. Of, what you getting ready to read, Mother? Right, chapter 2, verse 10. Yes, ma'am. What you yeah. getting ready? The book of Right, chapter 2, verse 10. Look at the generation of old and see. Did ever any trust in the Yahweh? And was confirmed. I did any abide in his fear and was forsaken. Uh, who did he ever despise that called upon him? So he said, he said, he said, check the generation. Show me anywhere in history when you got him right, he didn't get you right. Show me what you were compounded at. He's short to me. So now we send what we got to tell those that's come behind us. It's no 
Daniel 3, where you had your Yaqua right, and you came up short. The reason why we coming up short today, because we don't have our Yaqua right, not in due order. So the reason a breach is made on us, because we don't have him the due order that he passed down through Moses, through the seers, to get to the princes, to get to the priests, get to the elders, to show them the due order for the elders first and the prince and the priests. And then they get to the mothers, the families, and so on and so on. So the reason why he had made a breach against us because we can't reflect back to due order. Certain things will come automatically. Like we, we can hear words that say it, that we know exactly what it means. Like, for example, um, in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, now listen to this what happened in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, verse 17. One word that messed you up, the children of Israel. One word in 18. Whoa. 
Lord, they said it. One word. One word. One word that messes Israel up. It was polluted. That island. It was polluted. One word that we can read. I need one word that we can read in in verse 18. One word that we can read in verse 18. That messed up your children. Idol. 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 To 1427. Listen to this real carefully and the wisdom of Solomon 1427. See now, so now we clear on the top part of Saturday, our regular Saturday, the reason why we not in our own land today because we start doing idol worshiping. Idol. Idol worshiping. Sometimes, otherwise, we got an idol in our head that we're going to try something that's contrary to the Bible. So what messed us up? So I want to make sure we all write that down. According to the 36th chapter, verse 18, what messed us up, the children of Israel, that we got an idol in our head. And that makes you polluted, mother. Then you can bring that word called polluted in. Because once you got that idol in your head, you kind of polluted. See? I don't care how much down soap you put on you. Once you got that idol in your head, then you became polluted. So polluted come right after that word, mother. There's it, nothing wrong with that. But it's just one of the number one words. Now, could we, could we do the precept that and wisdom of Solomon 14, verse 27. Listen good. Come on, mother. Mother, D up Israel. Listen real good. The wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27. For the worshiping of idols, not to be named, is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Did you just got to read, mother? So yeah. what the peoples up in the beginning, that was Adam and Eve. The wise man tell you that ever lived, what messed them up in the beginning was what? Number one word, mother. Idols. See that? See that? That is the number one word messed them up. And when they and, and when they start getting getting the island in their head, what happened next? Read that verse twenty seven again, what happened next? So so now we know the beginning. It wasn't it wasn't Eve eat no apple. The beginning was an idol was put in our head. And what was the idol put in the head, uh, Brother Titus, in 3, verse 6? 
Where was the idol of Genesis put in our head? What was the idol put in our head that opened up the door for what we are today? What was the idol put in our head in Genesis 3, verse 6? Go on to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6. Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6 reads, And when a woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. Back uh, up one verse. Verse, verse 5. Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. For Yahweh do know that in that day ye eat thereof, then your eyes should be open, and ye should be as Yahweh, knowing good and evil. So now what I have got in Eve is Mother Mother Eve or Mother Eve. What I to get what what idol got in Eve's head? Since that's the beginning. What was the idol that got in my head? The tree. The tree. The what? The tree. Man, it ain't no it ain't no tree that got in my head. What got in my head? Someone just told me what got in my head. Satan the devil got in the head. That's right. Satan the devil got in the head. Okay, but, uh, but okay. What what got in the head? Now, remember, we on this national broadcast not to to feed our own flesh. We want we want to feed this national and over nine thousand strong. We now we know that the beginning. Start with the idol. Is that right? Is that what we read that again, mother? Read again. And fourteen twenty-seven. Read fourteen twenty-seven one more time. Wisdom of Solomon. Fourteen twenty-seven. The wisdom. The wisdom of Solomon. One more time. Fourteen twenty-seven. But we wanna we wanna analyze this. We're not trying to do a bunch of verses. We're trying to on this first day. Or the top of the Sabbath feast, we want to, we got to edify these people. Because Yahweh ain't making no move on this last school banquet hall until we know what to do in order. We Once we in order, then he's going to make his move. All right. Okay. The wisdom. All right. Yes. The wisdom of Solomon. The Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27. For the worshiping of idols, not to be named, is the beginning, the cause and the end of all evil. So, the worship, the worship of idols is the beginning and the worship of idols is going to come to an end, mother. So the worship of idols is the beginning of our problem and Yahweh going to have to break you down from stop working, worshiping idols and that's the end. So that's going to cause the end. One of the ones that stop worshiping idols is going to be called 
talking about. Remember, we all suffer for this national audience. What our problem is, is the beginning of idols. And idols is going to be the end when you stop it. When you stop doing idols, you're going to cause the effect of the end. Because idols is what caused you, myself, if to be in a predicament in right now, it's idols. Meaning we got out of Yahweh's order. Now, we go back again and read verse 5 and 6 by Bartimaeus. So we, we're going to find out, we're going to identify what idol got in Eve's head to cause the effect of an idol in her head. What was said to her that put the idol in her head? We're going to three, verse number one, five, and six. Listen, listen to this now. We put to analyze something in writing. Go to the book of Genesis, chapter three, verse one. Verse 5 and verse 6. Listen good. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Listen good. Now the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which Yahweh had made. So, no, verse 3, 1, that, but, that bring the picture of Satan the devil in. Satan right. came in the picture. Right. So Satan came in the picture now. And, and, and Satan came in the picture. According to Revelation, what is his job to do? According to precept. Now we go and find out what is his job to do according to precept. So Satan came in came in position. Now we don't know what is his, his position that we can read by going to the twelfth chapter. And we're gonna find out what is Satan's position to do. We go on, take a look, and see exactly what is his position, so we can be clear. Twelve, verse ten. Uh, read that, um, mother, mother, dear Israel. Read twelve, verse ten. What is Satan's position? Revelation twelve, verse ten. Revelation chapter twelve, verse ten. Read. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, "Now is." Come, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Yahweh, the Father, and the power of his Yahweh, the Son, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our Yahweh, day and night. <laughs> All right. So according to 12 verse 10, what's same position to be? He's the, accuser, the accuser. He's accusing of the brothers. So that's mm-hmm. Satan, that, so there goes same position. So same job is to always be a what? Accuser. And, 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 when, and when is he going to do it, according to verse number 10? The last two lines, when are he going to do it? Day and night. 
day and night. That's right. That's right. That's right, mother. Satan going to do his job day and night. Every chance Satan gets, he's going to accuse you. He's going to put doubt mm-hmm. in your head. Huh? He know the rules and regulations, but his job is to get you to doubt the order and think you can come up another way. His job is to convince you that you ain't got to do it the way it's written. You just do it the way the way it is put in your brain to do it. He is the accuser of the brethren day and night. So, if, so Satan is doing his job right now. He is the accuser. He's accusing the brothers day and night. And whatever Yahweh has said, he'll tell you total opposite. Now, yes. as we know, Satan is the accuser. Now, here he yes. comes and putting his first brick in in Revelation, I mean, Genesis chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Now, watch him. Here he comes. Book of Genesis chapter 3. But I'm going to read verse 4 just to make sure that sometimes you can be knowing something, but you can slip. I remember one of the mothers told me one time ago, a long time ago, he said, you know, um, I slip. I let my guard uh, went, came down. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. Can I get a hallelujah, Aqua? Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Aqua. Hallelujah, All right. So that's me. That means... We know Satan going to be in a position to be the accuser of a brother. What time he going to do it, mother? Day and night. Day and night. That, yeah. Day and night. He, that, that's his job. His job is he don't take no time out. He going to be, he going he gonna to try to get you in the daytime. He going to try to get you at night. So understand if you know his position. And you understand your position, but if you got Yahqua right, then Satan got to be on the sideline. That's the key right there. So now here we go. Verse 4 down to verse 6. So watch this. Come on, uh, Titus. Genesis, four, chapter, yeah. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 to 6. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4 reads, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Verse 5. For Yahqua do know that in that day, and in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes should be opened. And you should be as Yahweh, knowing good and evil. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. You see that? So now, mother, come on back and read Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27 again. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 27. For the worshiping of idols, not to be named, is the beginning, the cause, and the end of all evil. You see that? And it's going to be the end of all evil. But it's the beginning. So the beginning of evil started when Eve got an idol in her head. When Satan came to her and told her, you can be as Yahweh, knowing good and evil. So once 
once she bit into that, that's when the idol first present itself because what was the rule and regulation? Now, Satan always trying to always, he's the accuser of the brother. So if he can get you to bypass what the Bible saying and come up some other way, then he in control. He's in your mind. Now, what was said that made him want to accuse, ease up the ease, what was said, uh, brother Titus? Yes, sir. We're going to find out what was said that Satan heard it. <laughs> and then Satan came and told her, you can be just like Yahweh, knowing good evil. What was said to make Satan show up to counterbalance what Yahweh said? We're going to 218 and see what we can read. 
But the room, which is above, is three, which is the mother of all, the mother of us all. So according to four twenty six, mother, in Galatians, what is the mother of us all? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. See that? Jerusalem is the mother of us. But what did the seer say the mother of us all is? Zion. So now, but the seer said in Second Ezra 10, verse 7, the mother of us all is Zion. Mm-hmm. And Galatians said the mother of, all, of us all is Jerusalem. But we know the rules and regulations that the mother of us all must be according to 1829. It must be a father's name. So we know this word Jerusalem. We know this word Zion. Have to keep digging to find the father's name that is the mother of us all. So now we got to find out the father's name because when we see the word Jerusalem or we see this word Zion, you know, we got to get it back to your father's name. So how are we going to get it back to your father's name? We're going to see exactly what name to get this, this back to by going to the book of Joshua. We're going to figure out how to get this, this back to a name, but we got to get it back to a name in the precepts. we got to get it back to what name is supposed to be there when we see the word Jerusalem, but we have to have a Bible verse to see what is the foundation of this word. And we go on to the 10th chapter of Joshua, picking up verse 1. We're going to verse 1, Brother Titus. We're going to find out something about how to get this name right here back to its proper owner on the Father's name, Jerusalem. We're going to see how we will do it according to Scripture. So we're going to Joshua chapter 10, pick up verse 1. Going to the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 1. Joshua chapter 10, verse 1. Now it came to pass when Adonijah and Nezadak, king of Jerusalem, had heard now Joshua. Good. So we found out before Joshua got to the land, that name Jerusalem was already there. See, the Jerusalem name was there before Joshua even taking the children of Israel to that land. That name was already there, Jerusalem. He was a king there, was the king of Jerusalem before Joshua even got there. Verse 3. Joshua chapter 10, verse 3. Wherefore? So it's already a king that already have named the location Jerusalem before the children of Israel even got there. So that name is already there. Verse 5. Verse 5 reads, Therefore, five kings of the Amorites, kings of Jerusalem, so now we find out that, that it's already, it's already, that name is already there, Jerusalem. Yahweh be the captain. Yahweh be with the captain, Israel, see Roy. So 
we find out the name Jerusalem is already there. Before the children of Israel got there, so we find out that the name Jerusalem is already there. Now, look where you find out that the name Jerusalem is already there before the children of Israel even got there. You got the king of Jerusalem already there. So, so Jerusalem cannot be our motherland because Jerusalem name is already there. So, so we know that somebody have told us by reading Galatians four twenty six. But, but once you jump anybody, I'll tell you. I thought I thought you knew the word Jerusalem meant such a thing. So we find out that our motherland is not Jerusalem. Our motherland is not Zion. Because our motherland has to be after a father's name. A father's name. And the father and and our father's name is not Jerusalem. Our father's name is not Zion. And and we found out in number fifteen, fifteen, and sixteen as we are so should the world be. So now we got to find out, when we see this word Jerusalem, what do the Bible properly mean through the precept? What do the word Jerusalem mean? Because you have to identify with a father's name. There's no father's name Jerusalem, not in Israel. There's no father's name Zion, not in Israel. So these two names have to be found in Scripture, what do they really mean? So now we got to investigate what do this word really mean. Now, to investigate this word, what it really means, we have to go a little further in the book of Judges. We're going to the book of Judges. We're going to find out what, this, what do this word really means by going into the book of Judges. We're going to find out what this word means in the book of Judges. Now, in Judges, in the book of Judges, chapter one, chapter one, we're gonna look at one and two. But Titus, we're looking at one and two. Judges chapter one, verse one and two. All right, we're reading the book of Judges, chapter one, verse one and verse two. Read. Judges chapter 1, verse 1. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked Yahweh, saying, oh, oh, so they, oh, they asked Yahweh something, saying, huh? What happened? Who should go up for us against the Canaanites? He said, who should go up on us against the Canaanites? Yes. First. What, what order? First. So they asked Yahweh, Who's supposed to go against the Canaanites first? Let's see what he say. So fight against them. Verse 2. And Yahweh said, Judah should go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. Oh, 
So the land was delivered into the hands of who? Judah. Let's find out what land was delivered into the hand of Judah. Now we want to find out what land was delivered into the hand of Judah. So now we're going to find out what land was delivered into the hand of Judah, and we find out that whatever it is, who behind, who behind this? Who behind this order? Who's going to be leading the way? Who's going to be in behind and leading the way? This by the order of who? Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh. So now we just find out when we see the word Jerusalem, Yahweh said he had delivered the land into who hand? Let's find out what land had been delivered into his hand by looking at verse 7 and verse 8. What does it say in verse 7 and verse 8 there, by Titus? Verse 7 and 8. Judge chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 8. Judge chapter 1, verse 7. And Janizak, and Anibabak, Nibabak, said three scores and ten kings, having their thumbs and their great toes cut off, gathered their meat under my table. Mm-hmm. And I have done. So Yahweh had required, had requit me, quitted me, and they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. So they brought him, they brought these kings, all, all these one, cut their great toes off, and they, and they, and Judah is pronouncing sentence on them. Now watch what happened in verse 8. Verse 8. Now the children of Judah. Now the children of Judah. Have fought against Jerusalem. Oh, so the children of Judah fought against Jerusalem. The children of Judah fought against Jerusalem. And what happened next? And had taken it. And the children of Judah taken Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And? And smitten it. And smitten it. With the edge of the sword. The edge of the sword. And set the city on fire. And set the city on fire. So when you move into a house, do you leave the people name that, 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 that's been taken out of the house? No. Who name you put on it? Your name. Your name? Yeah. So Yahweh gave what city to Judah? Jerusalem. So Jerusalem cannot be the mother of us all. That's, the, that's not the mother. The mother of, of us all is Israel, and we from the tribe of Judah. So our motherland is what? Israel. What is our motherland according to verse 8? Israel. But what tribe are we from? Judah. Judah. We from the tribe of Judah. So when we see the word Jerusalem there, it was already there before they got there. We from the tribe of what? Judah. And when we see the word Jerusalem, what do it mean? Judah. Judah. Judah, because Judah taken over Jerusalem, burnt it with fire, burnt it with fire, didn't he? By the edge of the sword. So when Judah burnt up Jerusalem, which was the southern kingdom, southern area of the land, what name for to go in the southern part of the land according to Yahweh? Judah. How do we know that? Look at verse 2. Read verse 2 again. Uh, verse 2. 
Judges chapter 1, verse 2. Watch this. And Yahweh said, Judah shall go up. Judah, watch this now. Watch this now. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. <laughs> he has delivered the what? The land into his hand. The land is carried Judah's hand. So that land of the people already was called Jerusalem there, and these was Canaanites. But Yahweh said, I have delivered the land into Judah's hand. So what do the land for be called from this point on? We see the word Jerusalem. Judah. Why? No, because what? According to verse 2. Because Yahweh yeah. said, yeah. Judah shall go up. And, and Yahweh done what? Keep reading. And done what? Behold, Yahweh has delivered the land unto Judah's hand. You see that? So there you go right there. So Judah is the proper name when you read Galatians 4.26 for you. So when we go back and read Galatians 4.26, we read it out as it is, Jerusalem. Then we put the proper name at the end after we finish the conversation. Now when we read, Jerusalem is the mother of us all, polluted for Judah. So, we, so if Judah goes there, but if you put Judah there right away, you must have the backup of the foundation. You just can't put Judah there unless you got your backup to go back and show. Because somebody's going to question you, no, no, that's Jerusalem. That's Jerusalem. But if you ain't got your precept to go, then you stuck. You got to go and get your foundation that every land is named after a father's name. So the, the father's land that was named of the children of Israel, the area was given to Judah. Judah, the fourth son of Israel. We know the whole land called it the land of Israel, but it was divided into 12 parts. Everybody got a section. The southern kingdom went to Judah. So that southern area is called Judah. You got the northern area going to call something else. You got another piece over there might be called Benjamin. Another piece over there might be called Naphtali. But the southern part of Israel is called Judah. Is that right? Is we right? So when we see the word Jerusalem, that's the southern part. And we know what Joshua said he did in verse 2 again. Read it again, uh, uh, Captain Joseph. Uh, Joshua, I mean, Judges 1, verse 2. See, you want Joshua to be in on whatever you're doing. 1, verse 2, what did he say? Judges chapter 1, verse 2. And Joshua said, What? Judah shall go up. Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. What land did he deliver in his hand? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Okay, go ahead. Precept. Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 and 3. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 and 3. Go ahead. It reads, the words that Isaiah the son of Amon saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of Yahweh's house shall be established on the top of the mountain, and shall be exalted above the head, and all nations shall flow into it. Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh's 
to the temple of Yahshua of Jacob, surnamed Israel. He would teach us his ways, and we would walk in his path. For out of Judah shall go forth the law, and the word of Yahshua from Jerusalem to Judah. All right. So when we see that word, when we teach in others, Judah supposed to be there because all lands is named after a father. And we got no father no father named Jerusalem. Do we we don't have no father named Jerusalem. Not in Israel, right? So we ain't got no father in the twelve tribes of Israel. We don't have no father named Jerusalem, do we? Okay. So we ain't got no father named Jerusalem. But all Israel is reckoned by what kind of way again, according to nine one? By genealogy. First Chronicles nine one, we're not reading again. But first Chronicles nine one, all children of Israel is reckoned through genealogy. In eighteen twenty nine of Judges, you supposed to put your father's name at whatever land you own according to Psalm forty nine eleven. Is that right? So so once we once we understand this thing and help others, then Yahweh will show us the next move. But right now, if he showed us the next move now, we still not in order, because we ain't got this thing down properly. So we got to understand, what is our motherland? What is our motherland when he was reading it in Second Ezra 10.7? He was saying how that our motherland, Judah, that southern kingdom talk, and Galatians, 426. Judah is the mother of us all. Judah is the mother of us all. So Judah is our motherland. See, we from the southern kingdom. So we clear our motherland is Judah. Is that right? So you ask 99% of anybody, what is what is your motherland? They're going to say Africa and everything else, won't they? They might say Chicago. Right? But that ain't, that's not biblically. See, biblically, you got to say the number one answer. Now, so now, now when we go to read prophecy as is, now we need to put prophecy together um, by Sister Ruth. We're going to 127, and now a son, now we're going to read prophecy. We're going to read verse 1. Now we're going to read something see what happens. We're going to 127, verse 1 of Psalms. 127, verse number 1. Uh, just, just read the way you see it because this is prophecy. But we're going to see something along the way of finding out something. But we have to have the precepts to deal with this. Look what it says here. Yes. 127, make it 37. Not make it 37. Yeah, make it 137. Yeah, 137. Verse 1. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. We sit down by the river of Babylon. Yeah, we wept. We, we wept there. And we remember Zion. Now, see that? When we, now, this is David talking at 1000 B.C. A thousand BC, David knew nothing about nobody going into captivity to Babylon. David was in his 
David was the king of Israel to a tribe. This is prophecy of children of Israel going into into captivity and where they going to? Babylon. This is prophecy. We sit by the river of Babylon. There we sit and we wept when we remember Zion. At a thousand BC, this had never happened yet. David is talking about the future. So when when did this come to pass? We go on and go to go to the book called Ezekiel one one there, Sister Ruth. Let's find out when this happened. This is about five hundred years later. Here go five hundred years later. Five hundred years later, let's see what it says. Ezekiel one one. Ezekiel 1.1. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 1, Sister Ruth. Verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the first month, in the fourth month, in the fifth day. Yeah. Yeah. I was among the captives. By the river of the Okay, good. So now and it came to pass in thirteen um thirteen of uh, year in the, on the okay, he moved somebody river but he was among the captives. What captive was he among? Go to Daniel six verse um thirteen. And find what chapter he was among. We're going to Daniel six thirteen. He was among the captives. Daniel six chapter thirteen. Mhm. Then answered they and said before the king, that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah. Okay, children of captivity. Judah. Judah. So David is saying. The captivity of Judah in Babylon. Huh? David is saying the captivity of Judah in 1000 B.C. He, Yahweh is showing him 500 years in advance of the children of Judah going into captivity to Babylon. No, 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 no. That's all I want. All I want to know who is the captive. Who is he saying, who David is writing about in 1000 B.C.? He writing the captivity of Judah, and what word they got there? Zion. Mm-hmm. See that? Zion. So we remember Zion now, if you remember Judah. So when you read, when you read 137 verse 1, by the river of Babylon, there we sit. Yea, we wept. When we remember Judah, the southern kingdom, they was in Babylon. This is a thousand BC when David is writing this. One thousand BC, and look what he says in verse two. One, so now we got we understand the captivity. Talking about it, the captivity of Judah. Is that right? By precept in your Bible to six thirteen. 
David saw the captivity of Judah. Is that right? In 1000 B.C. that happened 500 years later. Huh? He's writing about it. Now look what he says in verse 2. 137 verse 2. And so we was in Babylon, we heard our hops in the midst there, all right? What happened in verse 3? Verse 3. For there they that carried us away captive required us a song. Oh, they was, they was, and who, who took them captive? Who took them now? Now let's go to Daniel and see who took them captive. Uh, Captain Joseph, we go on to see who took them. Now we're going to, because Daniel and Ezekiel, is, now he writes about Daniel and Ezekiel. He writes 500 years in advance, and that's why it's so important to understand his Bible is not a novel. Everything is called in his Bible. It's called. We just got to know how to precept the Bible and bring it out. So now we're going to the book of Daniel, right? And we want to find out who's taking them in captivity. We're going in the book of Daniel, Captain. And we're going to look down at Daniel chapter 1. And we're going to find out who's taking them in captivity. So now we're going to find out who's taking them. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah. And it reads. What? Third year of the reign, or the reign of Jeho- Jehoiakim. Jeho- Jehoiakim. Jeho- the king of Judah. He the king of who? Judah. Go ahead. King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. Go ahead. King of Babylon. King of Babylon. Unto Jerusalem, the ruler of Judah. And that what? And the sea. You see that? David is right about this. 500 years in advance. David's writing about the captivity of the children of Israel in the book of Ezekiel and Daniel. So now we know who's taking the children of Israel to Babylon was who? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And David's writing about it while he was the king of the whole world in 1000 B.C. See that? Y'all see that? A thousand BC, he writing about it now. Look what it says in verse 4. 137, verse 4. Uh, Sister uh, Ruth? No, 137, verse 4. Yes. How shall we see Yahweh's son in a strange land? What strange land was they in? Babylon. And taken there by who? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. You see that? See that? David is writing about their captivity. And David was the second king of Israel, and he was the king of the world at the time. Now, when you precept there to make sure, how did it happen? Back up, um, Captain, and let's read 2 Samuel 23, 1, 2, and 3. See, his Bible is not a novel. Yahweh will make his move with this ministry once we understand how to 
read something, but tell them to move their eyes so we can go in the precept and break it down. In 1000 B.C., it will be on your notes exactly when this occurred. But when this occurred, it's 500 years later. So there's got to be something supernatural through Yahweh that is telling. And when we read Second Samuel 23, 1, 2, and 3, what does it say? Yeah. Glorify him. 
do. Fear Yahweh and who is he talking to? The seed of Israel. Is that what we read? Verse 25. Verse 25. My praise should be of you in the great congregation. My praise should be of Yahweh in the great congregation. Your praise will be by Yahweh in the great congregation. Go ahead, read. I will pay my vows before him. And I'm going to pay my vows before him. Go ahead. Before them that fear him. That do what? That fear him. You see that? So that goes your precept. Now go to 25, 22 there, Brother Titus. 25, 22. See, the key to it, when you precept your Bible, if you put something in there, make sure you got your precepts ready to tie it in to close them the right way. 25, 22. Psalm 25, 22. Yep. Psalm 25, verse 22. Listen good. Redeem Israel. Redeem who? Israel. Israel. Oh, Yahweh. Out of all his troubles. See, when you fear Yahweh, David in the Spirit said, Redeem Israel out of all his trouble. At the time when David wrote that, they was in no trouble no more. They was, they was, they was the highest nation on the planet. But David is writing prophecy to show you how you get back to him. David, did, David beat down all his foes. Solomon didn't have to even do no warning. See? So when, Dave, so when you're reading the book, with that understanding, the book of Psalms is talking the present, the future, I mean the present, the past, and the future all at the same time. <laughs> See? And that's the part we got to know. That now, look into this book right here and tell me, give me a timeline of the book of Daniel and the book of Ezekiel. Now, come on back again, um, Sister Ruth. Now, we're back to 137. We understand now David is writing from 1000 B.C. I need to know the timeline of the book of Daniel and the book of Ezekiel and make a note of it when you, when you when, make a note of it before you respond on it. Now, read verse 5 again. 37 verse 5. What does this mean? If I forget thee, if I forget thee, if I forget thee, O Jerusalem. Let my right hand forget her cunning. Now what's that supposed to mean? Now what's that supposed to mean? He said, let my right hand forget her cunning. Con- what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, now, okay, but you have to, you can't say it. You must go in the Bible and precept. Now it's precepted. Let's go in precept because all you'll get understanding is through the precept. You want people that when they leave your presence, they leave you with the information of precepting, not what you told them. Let's find out what that means. If I forget you, old Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. Right? Let's precept that to Ezekiel 3, verse 26 and 27. That's just the rule. We're going to find out what this means. 26 and 27. We're going to find out what this means. Listen good. And I will make thy tongue clean, so 
nine and a half going to be wrong. Is that right? It is right there written in the Bible, our motherland, the center capital of the world, Jerusalem, which is plural for Judah. The land of Israel is set in the midst of all the lands, and it was divided up into 12 pieces. So that whole land of Canaan became the whole land of Israel, and it was divided up into 12 pieces, and most of the southern kingdom went to Judah. The lead tribe. Is that right? Is that right? That's how it happened. So now we know that. So now, when you go read the precept, now go ahead and pick it up at 311. We'll pick it up at um, 3 down to verse 7, 11, then skip down to the last two verses and we tie it all in. Go. Seven, seven, oh, Ezekiel 3, 3 down to verse 7, verse 11, then 26 and 27. It's going to tie all that in for what, we, what we're talking about right now. Three down seven, verse eleven, twenty-six and twenty-seven. Yeah, the last two verses, yep. Alright. All right. Ezekiel chapter three, verses three down to seven, eleven, and twenty-six and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Verse three reads. He says to me, Son of man, cause your belly to eat, and fill your bowels with this robe. Mm-hmm. I give you. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey, sweetness. Verse 4. And he said to me, Son of man, go get thee unto the family of Israel, yep. and, speak with my, and speak with my word unto them. Verse 5. For you are not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language but to the family of Israel. Verse 6. Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely, had I sent you to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. Verse 7. But the family of Israel would not listen unto you. But they were not listening to me. For all the family of Israel are impudent and hard-minded. Verse 11. And go, get them, get thee to them of the captivity. Get get to them of the captivity. Found the captivity is who? Judah. Judah. Yes. And go, get thee to them of the captivity, children of Judah. Unto the children of your people. Yeah, uh, uh, so that's the way Ezekiel people is the children of Judah, right? Hallelujah. And seek unto them and tell them. What? Just say Yahweh. And, and, and when the seers get there, he's going to talk about uh, 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 his day in the sun, in, in, in the sun of Miami, huh? Nah. That's what we're going to talk about. Just say Yahweh. Hallelujah. That's all we're going to talk about. Hallelujah. Whether they were here, or whether they were forbear. Verse 26 and 27. Verse 26 reads, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. Verse 26. And I will make your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth. So 
somebody from above. And who named is Israel from above? The three in 49 chapter 1, 2, and 3. Israel 
back to him. Hallelujah. So he's talking in the book of Isaiah 700 BC. They just not getting ready to go into captivity. So, but he knew they was going to get away. But then the son came in the volume of the book in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and his mission was to bring Israel back to him, to the father. Go ahead. <clears throat> Though Israel be not gathered. Although Israel in Isaiah's day, but Isaiah was looking at all 12 tribes in this day, go ahead. Yet shall I be honored in the eyes of Yahweh, and my Yahweh shall be my strength. Okay, now watch this now. Isaiah 49, verse 6. What? And he said, And the father said to his son, Yahweh said to Israel, what? It is a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Israel. Yeah. And to restore the preserved of Israel. Yeah. I will also give you for life to the Gentiles. So now one of these, so these Gentiles is those that break away from Israel. They got nothing to do with other nations. He's talking, he's talking about bringing Israel back to Israel. So if you break away from Israel, you become a Gentile. When you break away from Yahweh, you become a, a Gentile regardless of what tribe you in. So the Gentiles he talked about is the one that's going to break away from Yahweh as we are today. So you got a Gentile in Judah, southern kingdom, and northern kingdom, Israel, because when you break away from Yahweh, you become a Gentile. Hallelujah, All right. Now come on back, uh, Sister Ruth, and we come back and read. Now... We're going to look at verse 7. Psalms 137, verse 7. Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Edom. Now, he's saying remember the children of Edom. In the day of Jerusalem. In the day of Jerusalem. Who said, raise it. Raise it. Raise it. Raise it. Even to the foundation. Raise it means tie it up. So David is prophesizing by Esau. It's going to be the one tearing up Jerusalem, okay. Judah, in a thousand B.C. This is this prophesied of who So now this is a prophecy right here in a thousand B.C. He said, remember the children of who? Edom. Edom is the one that the Edom is when means red. That means the blood shows to your skin. The people that the blood shows to their skin. That's what he's talking about. Remember, oh, Edom, but well, this is a thousand B.C. They don't know about no Esau tearing up, but remember, he's speaking from the spirit of Yahweh. He's speaking in future. Now he can say something again and tell you a, a tidbit of who Edom is today. Read verse 7 again. Remember, Psalms 137, verse 7. Remember, oh, Yahweh, the children of Edom. Remember, O Yahweh, children of Edom, who are they in verse 8? Verse 8, O daughters of Babylon. Ain't that something? Who they is? Daughter of Babylon. Daughter of Babylon. That's who Esau is. Edom is the daughter of Babylon. Tell me another boy, huh? No, 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 this is parallel. 
And Jerusalem polluted Judah yeah. shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. What Gentiles trodden down according to David? In verse 7, in 137, what Gentile was this? Edom. 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 The children of Edom. Esau. Esau, upon under the banner of Titus and Bethesda, tore that city up. Is that right? Hallelujah. Is that right? They so the prophecy had to be fulfilled. It was fulfilled in 70 AD, right? Hallelujah. Now come on back to 137 and look what it says here and finish what what Edom did and Kevin didn't, didn't happen in 70 AD. Psalms 137, verse 8. Oh, thou daughter of Babylon. He saw the fire from. Who are to be destroyed. Wait a minute. They'll be what? Destroyed. destroyed. Oh. They are to be destroyed. Why? Let's find out why. Happy shall he be. Happy shall he be. That rewarded thee as thy hast served us. The way you served us? That's how he's going to get it. That's how he's The way you served us? That's why you learned his Bible. They know they're up when you learn his Bible. The way you served us, we going to serve you. Is that what we're reading? Just as you did up in, Yahweh said, when they 
come back to the knowledge of himself and he come back again a reproval, then I'm going to deliver them up. That is right.
mystery of in- iniquity, iniquity yeah. does already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. The world that got control, you let this thing happen until you um, you let hands come until you wake up. You let it happen until you wake up. Verse eight, and then shall the wicked be revealed. Then shall what? The wicked. That That wicked. That wicked. That's the wicked. That wicked. Otherwise, the number one wicked got to be revealed. That wicked. Did he say that wicked? That wicked. That wicked. He put a, a capital letter on that W. Mm-hmm. That wicked got to be revealed. See, otherwise, that wicked got to be revealed. That wicked. So it's going to be a wicked that got to be revealed. Go ahead, read. Whom Yahweh shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. His mouth is the Bible. His mouth is this Bible right here. And you don't want this thing to cleave to your tongue, but you, you can't be approved. Oh. You're going to be revealed through the page of this book. And you got to reprove them, but your mouth, you can't, your tongue, it's the root of your, uh, your, uh, your mouth. Root of your mouth. Mm. You got to be ready to, to roll. Go ahead. Yeah. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Right. So he said, I'm going to take care of one. You understand the program and understand the Bible and take care of That wicked. That wicked. Verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. He after working on who? Satan. So this with that wicked, he's working after who? Satan. Satan got him. He got that wicked. That wicked. With all the power and signs. He got all power and signs and lines. And what? Wonders. What kind of wonders? Land wonders. Land wonders. He lying to you. That wicked got to be revealed. So, so it got to be a ministry to re, to reveal that wicked. He got lying and he got lying one. He lying to you. But you just can't believe it. That wicked. Now who can we read is that wicked that we that we can read? We want to read that wicked. Who will put a name on that wicked that got to be revealed? Let's go to chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Let's, go. Let's, find, let's, let's find out who is that wicked that got to be revealed. That wicked. See, y'all, I ain't coming back until you soundly take care of that wicked with the capital W. Okay. Okay.
we are impoverished. Impoverished. Wherefore, Edom said we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate place. Thus said Yahweh of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. They're going to build, and they have done that. Y'all probably they going to do what? Throw them. That's the hand to come to. Mm. And they shall call them. And, and they shall call them what? The borders of wickedness. The borders of wickedness. Mm. And the people. And the people. Not only him. The people of his descendants. The people. Mm. Against whom Yahweh has indignation forever. Yeah. Call would be the sword that we can read. Go to 
the wicked was prophesied by David, it will be the wicked will be a military sword man. That's how he will be able to deal with it. Who by name we can read uh, chapter twenty-seven, chapter verse thirty-one to verse forty-one. Who can we read as a sword man by name? That gonna be the wicked. He's gonna sell everything. He's the wicked. Just the wicked. He gonna get. And how he sell it? Everything is out of sword. Where did he pick that sword up? In twenty-seven, thirty-eight to forty-one. Where did he pick it up at? Come on, Captain. Slay my brother Jacob. So, so who was this sword man that's the wicked? Esau. 